Welcome to the uh, Gary Wilkes Podcast. Glad we're here together with a good friend and a true man who's making an impact in the world, Nate Larkin. Thanks for coming back on our show again. Oh, well, thanks for having me back. It's yeah. such a joy. I wanted to get in with you because we didn't really discuss it a whole lot last time we talked, but the, the whys. Yeah. Why, why we get addicted, why we stay addicted, yeah. why when we're trying not to be addicted, we're still addicted. Yeah. Um, and why do we go back to it after maybe we've been sober and clean for yeah, yeah. a certain amount of time? So let's just start off with the why you mentioned and i think you alluded to it a little bit earlier trauma yeah uh, is that would that be one of the main reasons uh, why we move towards uh, some form of addiction sure uh yeah i i, I think at the bottom of uh sex sexual addictions uh, in particular uh, that's really what i can speak most uh, you know, yeah i have the most information about right first where you have your, right yeah. that's where you have your doctorate huh? <laughs> Um, I, Patrick Carnes, Dr. Patrick Carnes is kind of the pioneer of the field who wrote the first big book on sex addiction out of the shadows back in the 80s, uh, has said that it's kind of unfortunate that we adopted the terminology sex addiction when we did. Mm. It's uh, because that brought some baggage. Uh, okay. He said perhaps uh, it, it might, it's better understood and described as an intimacy disorder. Hmm. If there's one, I, I firmly believe that we are made for intimacy. We are relational beings. We're made in the image of God who himself is a relational being. Three persons in perfect union and harmony, enjoying each other. And we were made to be in relationship with each other in relationship with him. And so we have this drive toward intimacy. Um, but if we um, receive the message and believe the message that that intimacy is dangerous or unattainable or is not available for us, if we are defective in some way, we can get that message through uh, through a harsh word or um, you know a slap in the face. We can also get it just from from silence and neglect, where um, you know we have these these needs as infants, right? To be seen, to be soothed, to yeah. be safe, to be secure. Um, and all, all parents, no matter how well-intentioned, are limited their capacities. And so at any rate, That's if right. that if that if those needs aren't met and we begin and we begin to internalize the belief that um, if people really knew us, they'd reject us. That intimacy, true intimacy is 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 dangerous and perhaps not even uh, you know something we're entitled to or we're ever going to be able to enjoy. But nonetheless, we experience loneliness. Especially in I, and it hits especially hard in adolescence, right? So as children, we identify completely with our parents, and our parents tell us who we are and what we believe. We're in a tribe. We, you know, we have this. We, but, and then comes adolescence, and now we have, we start to individuate. We're moving away from our parents, right? So 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 the great the great um, prize of adolescence is. Uh, independence, mm -hmm. but its great price is loneliness. So now I, I have drive to connect. I'm lonely. I don't know how to. 
And if at that point of vulnerability, where I, I don't have this confidence that I am loved and lovable, made for intimacy, and I can move without fear toward intimacy, and I can connect deeply, and some form of artificial intimacy is mm. available to me, mm. that is practically irresistible. Mm -hmm. And pornography today, especially now in its video forms, and we're moving toward, uh, you know, virtual reality, which is even more immersive. Mm. We're moving towards sensory suits and all kinds of stuff mm. that will be able to simulate a sexual experience. Um, you know, with that kind of technology coming at um, our culture, especially when boys and girls I know, are just crossing the threshold into mm -hmm. adulthood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're built for intimacy. Yeah. And yet men sort of reject that concept. They're like, I don't need intimacy. I, I need yeah. success. I need fame. I need power. Yeah. Um, do you know where that comes from? Like, wh why would a man say, uh, you know, okay, all that talk about yeah. uh, intimacy is feminine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Really, I think part of that is cultural, and certainly we live in a highly individualized Western culture. Yeah. Uh, and I think also it let's let's just talk about the flesh too, right? Because intimacy says my need for intimacy tells me that I am not really a hundred percent complete. I need other people. Yeah. That's a blow to the ego, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go, spot on. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't mind being needed. I just don't want to need anybody. Yeah. So that, that could be the, yeah. the the starting point for rejecting yeah. the desire for intimacy. I think also there's – maybe you could comment on what you talked about earlier, the, the, um, <clears throat> the woundedness in a sense, whether it be yeah. abandonment or yeah. – uh, what was the other one? Abuse, uh, right? Abuse or abandonment. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, the abuse is the physical or yeah. the verbal, you're an idiot, you're yeah. worthless, I wish you were never born. Right. And then the abandonment is like, just I'm not telling you I hate you, but I'm just not there for you. Right. Both um, of those create a vacuum of intimacy. I don't have. Right. I, uh, I was built for this. God made me this way, but I'm not getting it. Yeah. So as I get older now, I, I kind of put on that false armor and Saul's armor right. saying like, I don't need yeah. intimacy. I don't, I can, yeah. uh, you know, or, or a little shot of pornography, you know, once a week can, yeah. can give me the sense of intimacy. Sorry. Yeah. 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 And if in that state of vulnerability, by the way, if, Talk about uh, at young age, the, that, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, or yeah, on okay. through adolescence. Okay, yeah. If that need for intimacy, by the way, when I say intimacy, I'm not using it in a sexual sense. Right. Right. Yeah. No. Right. Right. Meeting the need. But if so, that yeah. need is sexualized in an inappropriate way, hmm. uh, with uh, an older person of the same or uh, opposite gender, for example. But in an abusive way, or in a seductive way, or grooming way, mm. and so it feels like my need for intimacy has been met, but it also has been sexualized. Mm. Now, now I'm hooked, yeah. and I can find myself dragged down a corridor I never intended to enter. Yeah, and uh, and the, the and it seems as though the more I resist it, the stronger it becomes. Do you know why that is? Why, why would it get stronger when you're resisting it? Um, it I, I I think because uh, 
it is a learned behavior. There is, by the way, a, uh, uh, there's a, a great book. It's not a Christian book, but a good theoretical book uh, by um, Maya Salowitz called the uh, called Unbroken Brain, where mm. she makes the argument that addiction is best understood as a learning learning disorder. Mm. It's it's a learned behavior. Uh, so we learn by repetition. So every time I do something, yeah. you know, uh, I create, I, I either create or strengthen a neural pathway. Yeah. And so it's with each iteration of that cycle, it gets stronger. And then I begin to identify with that behavior. That is me. Yeah. I am the person who does that. And the resistance is fighting against yeah. your actual brainwave chemical. Yeah, and so resisting it, it's almost like I'm lifting weights. I'm strengthening the thing I'm fighting against. Yeah, yeah. and then you also have the biblical understanding of yeah. the law, how the law works. It's like don't don't eat that apple. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to eat that apple. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. There's you know, the, the thing that you're told not to have is is you know our sin nature is kind of built that way. But uh, the also also um, the um, so like abandonment mm -hmm. or abuse then so you're you're coming out with needs you have yeah, needs yeah. and then the the pornography the sexual addiction um, the yeah. the want fulfills that thing that's kind of missing right and if there's a big layer of shame on top of it mm. and that shame can come as much by silence so i grew up in a home where we didn't talk about sex at all right uh at all so I was not, so the message I received was sex is something you can never talk about. So when I began to have my sexual struggles, I knew that was one thing that I could, there was no, I could come to my parents with that. Mm. I couldn't bring it up at church. I couldn't say it. Yeah. Um, and, and felt uh, intense shame and... <laughs> Uh, the way we handled it back then with what we called uh, our version, there is, by the way, healthy accountability, but we had this unhealthy mm -hmm. version of accountability, which was shame-based. Mm -hmm. And so the idea was you would covenant to, to uh, confess to your accountability partner whenever you cross the line. Uh, and then, but the shame knowing that you that would be a shameful experience would keep you from doing it, mm -hmm. right? So we were going to shame our way out of shame-based behavior. <laughs> yeah. And it just made me a better liar, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. It's like sticking dynamite in, a, in, a, <laughs> in another box of dynamite. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. It's going to set it off. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I've understood that too, the shame being a part of this uh, recycle or the, yeah. this, the cycle of moving back into yeah into the addiction or to the struggle that you're having mm -hmm. the um I, I don't know about you but for me there was there was never any uh, abuse in the sense like right. uh, mom and dad were both kind and yeah and in-laws and other you know other, other people in my life were always uh, aunts and uncles kind mm -hmm. but there was you know a busyness around activity i think that for me that's what created my yes empty spot inside of me this need for yeah uh, in, in intimacy that pornography filled yeah that it was a sense of of uh, that and so uh, and I, I've, I've studied something in the past few years that the um 
the abusive nature, like if, if you've been hit or sexually abused, you kind of know it, although some people try to cover it. Right. You kind of know that it's happening, and so you're more apt to deal with it when you're younger. Yes. Whereas if it's just neglect, there's this tendency to say, like, it wasn't that bad. My, my, you know, my dad never once hit me and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. so you never really deal with it. Yes. Uh, but yet both of them are... Um, you know, I've heard some people say that the abandonment issues are, are as weighty as the abusive ones, right. but then you don't deal with it. And so you're exasperating it yes. to the point of, of intensifying it and stuff. Did you feel, do you see that a lot yeah. as well? Oh, absolutely. And we see it in Samson and I hear therapists, you know, uh, will say the same thing that about 80% of the guys who will come. And again, the therapists I work with deal almost exclusively with men, uh, you know, so they'll they'll do a trauma egg or some kind of a trauma history thing on the front end. We're learning guys' story, and uh, if, you, if you ask these guys, you know, well, you know, what's the abuse in your story? Eighty percent will say no abuse. I grew up great family. Eighty mm. you percent. Know, okay, a lot. Okay, and it was a good family, and your parents did love you. Yeah. Um. And it is not being disloyal to your parents to say that as much as they loved you, they were not able to give you everything you need needed. Yeah. And there were there were other there were other things that took precedence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. The uh, we, we uh, I hate to do this, but we think we need to take a break. Okay. Because um, we've sort of presented the problem of why somebody's addicted, yeah, being uh, getting into these things, and then now someone will say, okay, come back next week. <laughs> But, but, let, but let's do that. Let's, uh, okay. let's and you can join us next week, and we'll talk more about the recovery end of things, the oh, healing end of things, and sort of what God has in store for us, as as He has so clearly done in your life. And so, Nate, thanks for being with us today, and I uh, look forward to catching up with you again next week. The Gary Wilkerson Podcast is brought to you by World Challenge, transforming lives through the message and mission of Jesus Christ. Each week, this podcast reaches thousands of listeners. This critical work is made possible by the generous contributions of individuals like you who believe in World Challenge's mission. Thank you for listening and supporting.